Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite, most reliable, frequently posted with great regularity podcast about the many magical creatures and few regular humans in Mystic Falls, Virginia. My name is Claire. I am joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we are here to discuss Smells Like Teen Spirit. And the episode did not include the song. No surprise there. No, it included some especially bad songs. Yeah, they were bad. There was one that I liked and recognized, but all of the other ones were bullshit. I didn't recognize any of them, and they all felt like they were not chosen correctly for the scenes (laughs) that they were in. But anyway, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit is a clever name for this episode because there are some teen spirits, a.k.a. ghosts. Oh, yeah. Vicky and Anna are prominent. That is true. I am just putting that together um, now. I was like, I was just thinking a second ago, why was this episode titled this? Also because um, there was cheerleading. There was. There was cheerleading. There was like a bonfire, which was good mm-hmm. for sports. What yeah. did they call that? Oh, I wrote it down. It was Spirit Squad Back to School Bonfire. Back to School Bonfire. I was sad that it wasn't somehow Founders related, but... They really stepped back on the Founders activities. Well, I feel like after there's a massacre at the big Founders Day (laughs) event, you really want to do that. Right, yeah. You don't want to keep touting it. Uh, so, the episode begins with Elena in bed, which I feel like happens a lot. Yeah, It's a pretty sure. common opener. Mm-hmm. And she still has the same cute sheets. Yes, we both noticed that. And her alarm goes off at 5.15 a.m. So early. Yeah. And we learned soon that this is the first day of school, and they're all seniors now. Except for Jeremy, because he's young. Oh, Yeah. Finally, we've placed this moment in time. Oh, yes. We established that the first two seasons, because season one started on the first day of junior year, so two whole seasons has been one school year. Mm -hmm. And now it's September, presumably. And Elena has woken up very early. Presumably, school either starts super early in Virginia, or she just really needs to do some makeup tutorials. or Straighten her hair. And... We see her go to her big mirror and look and inspect her gaping neck wound from when Stefan bit her last week, and which apparently d- has not had a bandage on it. Yeah, no, it's still very fresh. And makes us think about Vicky, and we're going to be thinking about Vicky a lot in this episode. Yes. Oh my goodness. So Elena's inspecting her wound and then she leaves and goes out into the hallway and she runs into Alaric um, and he just kind of waves her off like he's not ready to speak. Either it's too early or he's hungover. He I can't tell much. He looks very hungover to me. Yeah. He's like rubbing his face while like waving her away at the uh-huh. same time. You couldn't even speak. And now I think I realize why Elena was awake so early because the next scene is them oh. having vampire fighting training in the woods yes must be before school starts right what a day to pick right the first day of school get up early after school activity it does especially when the teacher is an alcoholic i know Uh, alaric's trying to have his mr miyagi moment yeah i did not see karate kid as a child i saw three ninjas yes a better movie in this is it looked like the dummy that the grandpa taught the kids karate on <laughs> yeah and in that movie it 
if they like hit it in the right spot, the eyes would light up. So in the climactic final battle, the grandpa yells, light up the eyes, boys, light up the eyes. <laughs> and my siblings and I thought that was so funny and we'd yell it at each other. So that was what I thought about in this scene. But nice. Yes, Alaric has this like white cloth dummy with a target on his chest and he's demonstrating some of his fancy vampire fighting weapons. Yeah, and he has some good ones. So the first one is like this wrist bracelet thing that also has stakes. So if you punch a body hard enough, the stakes shoot out of the wrist thing. Um, And Elena couldn't get it to work properly. And Alaric tells her it's because she's too weak and she needs to put some meat on her bones and lift, bro. Yeah, he's very rude. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it must be jammed or something. Come on, Elena. You know it's not jammed. Yeah. And then Alaric just starts reading her to filth and says she's just a little weakling and then throws her a vervain grenade that's about to explode to teach her about the element of surprise. And she's like, fuck you, Alaric. This is serious business. That was shocking. I was very worried that he did that. What if she wasn't paying attention? Yeah. Like, how many of those do you have? I know that Uncle Zach was growing vervain in the basement, but mm-hmm. how much can he produce? Because they're also supplying it to so many people at this point. Right. And it seemed like it was kind of rare in season one. It did. Yeah. yeah. They're just like pranking each other with grenades. Also, where's the scenes of Alaric like slaving away in a creepy basement uh, making weapons? Yeah, yes. He, he must have like a wood shop somewhere. Right. He just has, like, a lifetime supply of grenades. I don't think so. Yeah. So Alaric is, like, in a dark phase right now where he's just being really moody and grumpy to everybody. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, turns it around with Elena and is like, listen, you found a reason to get up this morning, so you're the strongest bitch I know, and you're <laughs> going to get out there and get it, and you can do anything except apparently make this steak thingy work. Yeah. But Elena's inspired, and she puts on the glove very dramatically with the stakes in it, and then it's the opening title card. Yeah, it was like a like a Lara Croft moment or something, yeah. like with her weapon. I thought it was Elena the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody does call her Buffy later in the episode, right? Yes, Damon does call her Buffy at one point, which is a little bit world-busting. Yeah. To think of the characters of the Vampire Diaries watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not the best choice. Damon would definitely like Buffy, though. The show and the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we start off after the title card um, with our characters arriving at their first day of senior year. So we have Elena, Bonnie, and Caroline um, standing out in the parking lot. And um, as always, Caroline's like, hey, guys, it's our senior year. This is going to be really awesome. And the conversation kind of quickly devolves into a brief recap of all the crazy shit that's going on in their lives. (laughs) So um, Caroline is pretty much like, well, my boyfriend is a hybrid. Bonnie's like, my boyfriend is seeing the ghosts of his ex dead girlfriends and speaking with them. And then Elena realizes that it's her and Stefan's anniversary which isn't entirely true that is bullshit. yeah but she says that they met on the first day of school last year they did they met in the men's bathroom where she was going to yell oh. at jeremy for smoking the weed oh yes the weed <laughs> oh my gosh so we've got some men problems happening already and yeah. we haven't even seen one in this episode except for a lark but he doesn't count 
And Caroline's been through the most bullshit of the three of them. I mean, Elena, I guess, is coming up close with the stuff and stuff. Right. But she is the one who's the most chipper, as always, and, like, let's have a great senior year. Bonnie is really just, like, pissed off and not having it this whole episode. Yes. It's understandable. Maybe she just remembered that she's dating Jeremy Gilbert. I don't know. Maybe she'll break up with him. That would be nice. Ugh. Bless us. Please. Elena is wearing what looks like it must be one of Caroline's patented neck bite hiding <laughs> oh, yes. scarves. A little tiny scarf. It just reminds me of Flight Attendant. Oh, yeah. That is what it looks yeah. like. Except she's wearing it with like a tank top or something. So yeah. It looks really weird. It looks so weird. It's like this tank top short combo or maybe it's a romper. I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> um, but I did like Bonnie and Caroline's outfit. I, I remember Bonnie had like kind of a boho top with a bunch of layered necklaces. And yeah, she was wearing so many necklaces. She was. She was. Caroline was wearing like a little sundress type thing. Yeah, she looked nice. She did. Elena looked ridiculous. <laughs> um, so they go into school and then we check back in at the Salvatore boarding house where there's a bunch of... Oh my of God. Like, Sorry. Dead slash unconscious ladies like lying around on the staircases and bleeding all over everything while a bunch of other bleeding ladies are playing Twister. And Stefan, of course, is the master of ceremonies spinning the Twister thing and biting all the people. Because we might remember Klaus left town but left Stefan behind to protect Elena, so he's living back at the boarding house. This was a disturbing scene. It was just gross and unhygienic. Yeah, there was, like, blood all over the twister thing, and they were, like, smearing it around. Those girls are going to get tetanus. Yeah, or something. Also, what does Stefan and Damon have in terms of sexually transmitted diseases? Because it has to be a lot. Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago where it was, like, (sighs) do they just heal? Oh, you're right, you're right. We did talk about that. Pregnancy brain is real. I feel like I've been attacked. Oh no. Pregnancy, another sexually transmitted, not disease. (laughs) Well, we do have to file for disability in order to get maternity leave. So it's a sexually transmitted disability. I don't know. Hooray. (laughs) Anyway, Damon comes in and this episode is a big one of Damon being like really concerned about the state of his house and all his fancy decor. Which is ridiculous, because he's broken so much shit in there. Yeah. But whatever. I think it's just his way of expressing his frustration. Mm-hmm. But he says to Stefan, the brunette on the staircase owes me a Persian rug. Ha 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 LOL. And then Stefan's all like, owes us a Persian rug. I live here. Blah, blah, blah. Respect me. And then who should come and knock in on the door but our favorite original... Well, not our favorite original necessarily, but the only lady original, Rebecca. 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 She comes in and she's all like, it's true. Klaus actually left me here. I'm going to move in. Where's my room? And Stefan's all like, you're not moving in. And she's like, "Um, yes, I am. So tell me where my room is. And Stefan puts up a little fight and Damon's just kind of like, well, I guess she's staying. And Damon has not met Rebecca previous to this which is weird to me yeah i guess he wasn't at prank night he was off on his little road trip with uh, jeremy in the trunk of his car right (laughs) but uh so he meets rebecca for the first time he's not really pleased to see her and Stefan's giving her a lot of attitude and she's like you're rude i'll take care of it myself (laughs) and she 
heads upstairs to find a room in that giant house. And then we go back to school. And unfortunately, it's Jeremy's first day of school as well. So we see him and Bonnie chatting at the lockers. And this, I think, is the first time I have ever agreed with Jeremy on anything is during this conversation. It was disturbing. Beth had to pause the episode and, like, talk to me about it. I did. I was, like, shook that I was agreeing with Jeremy. So basically, the conversation is... um, Bonnie is upset that Jeremy is still seeing the ghosts of his dead ex-girlfriends because she knows that he can only see them if he wants to and he doesn't want or and Bonnie doesn't want Jeremy to see his dead ex-girlfriends and Jeremy's all like I haven't even seen Vicky in a while right here's why this bothers me seeing the ghost of like a dead loved one regardless of how we feel about jeremy and his stupid relationships that is fucking crazy and you miss them and you're gonna see them it's not just like i'm just not gonna see ghosts you know and it's something that bonnie brought on by harnessing the (laughs) power of a thousand dead witches or whatever the fuck like i i don't know i feel like she can cut him a little slack here yeah i also don't be jealous of a dead person I see where you're coming from, but I also think Bonnie just found out that this has been going on, and it was going on for months. Like, he got shot in the chest by Sheriff Forbes, <laughs> like, at the end of last school year. And right. it was the whole summer, so, like, at least six weeks that this was happening, and he hasn't told her. And that was one of the things that made it so bad that he was seeing them in the first place. The fact that he wasn't telling her meant that there was something bad about it yeah that's a good point that's a good point like he He should have told her right away he wouldn't have hit it if he hadn't been having like spooky romantic feelings for anna yeah and he hit it because he thought that jelly jelly oh my god (laughs) he thought that bonnie would be jealous and she is and she is jealous so but i don't know if i was bonnie I mean, I would never be in Bonnie's situation. <laughs> right. Even at my dumbest, most teenage self, I would never have gone for Jeremy Gilbert. But if somehow I got knocked in the head and ended up in a relationship with this goon, <laughs> and I found out that that had been going on, I would, like, not even be speaking to him. But it is a little bit un- unreasonable that she doesn't want him talking to Anna about, like, the weird problem that's going on with Vicky. Because there is some shit happening. Right. Right. And it's going to get a little out of control in this episode. So, not totally agreeing that I'm on Jeremy's side, but I think Bonnie is being a little bit extra. Yeah, for sure. I just don't get being jealous of a ghost, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, ghosts can go through walls. I'm jealous. Yeah, and through planes of existence. Yeah. And apparently they can just pop up into the passenger seat of a car, as we find out in the next scene, where Matt is just sitting in his truck <laughs> in the parking lot, and he's, like, having a whole face face journey. <laughs> he is! Like, he starts with, like, a wry smirk, uh-huh. and then he, like, looks around and, like, gets really serious. And I think this is... We're supposed to see that this is him thinking of Vicky, and that's why she pops up right then. Oh. So... I'm, like, trying to think of his internal monologue, like, oh, Vicky, she was such a drug-addicted hoe. <laughs> oh, I miss Vicky. She's dead. 
<laughs> right. And then she pops up and is like, what up, Matt? Or Maddie, as she always calls him. Yes. And he's like, stop surprising me. Like, she's a ghost. What the fuck else is she supposed to do? I know, exactly. What's the point of being a ghost if you don't get to spook people? I, that's, like, the only benefit. Um, yeah, and then they, like, start reminiscing about this time last year where Matt's biggest concern was seeing Elena because they had broken up. And Vicky told him to, like, put on his big boy pants and get her back or something weird like that. Sure, what she's missing. She, oh, yeah. Not much. Spoiler <laughs> alert. And he's like, well, yeah, but then she met a vampire and got all horny for him, so it didn't matter. Womp womp. And then he talks about how lonely he is without Vicky and without his mom. And I'm like, well, first of all, your mom not being there is because you told her to go and leave town after she tried to fuck Tyler Lockwood. Right. So don't complain about that. You're better off. (laughs) And B of all... The reason he's so lonely is that he alienated all his friends by being an asshole and, like, treating Caroline like shit for no reason. Yeah, that's so, true. So, cry me a river, Matt Donovan. And, and he it. wasn't even nice to Vicky when she was alive. Yeah. But now he's all like, oh, it's so nice to be able to talk to you again, Vic. Yeah, he's like, I missed you so much. And Vicky seizes this moment, and she's like, well, what if there's a way that I could actually come back? And Matt's like, huh? But Ugh. he gets... Um, interrupted and Vicky disappears because Tyler comes up and is like doing a little drum solo on the hood of <laughs> Matt's car. And he's super jazzed for the first day of school. Tyler is very excited about life now. Yes, because he's a hybrid and he's on cloud nine. Yes. And so he drags Matt into school and like, since when are they friends again? I was thinking the same thing. The last I thought was that Matt was still salty that Tyler's dating Caroline. Yeah, and they didn't really interact at prank night because he was busy drowning himself in the swimming pool while Tyler was dying right. yeah. and then drinking Elena's blood. Oh my god. A lot happened and they were not in the same room. No. But anyway, I guess they're bros again. Maybe because Tyler's in such a good mood now or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So we have this kind of runner throughout the episode of scenes of Catherine, and they're all pretty pointless until, I guess, the very end. Yeah. So peppered here and there, we'll see Catherine in, not the tomb, but <laughs> a tomb, tomb. Yes. with the desiccated, chained vampire corpse of Michael, whoever the fuck Michael is, this vampire hunter who's also a vampire. And she is trying to feed him a mouse dangling it by its tail and it reminded me of Rudy and yeah. I was Ugh. but he is refusing to eat and she is very bored and annoyed yes this whole episode is really really a waste of Catherine yeah and all of these scenes are pointless except for the last one like you said yeah so we shouldn't even bother really talking about the other ones just know that throughout the episode Catherine is trying to feed Michael and she talks to Damon on the phone about it at one point. She's like, he won't eat. I guess I'll try again. I fed him bats and rats and... Or I've tried to feed him bats and rats and grave diggers. Yeah, and mourners. So we'll just ignore that from here on out. Good decision. And back at school, we see uh, the flyers being put up for the bonfire and Caroline's really excited about it. Elena's like, oh, I forgot the bonfire was a thing. Wow. And Caroline's like, bitch, you are going to this bonfire. I don't even care. Yes, she nipped that in the bud. But Elena's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going. 
<laughs> what else is she going to do? Lie in bed and write in her diary again? Nope, because the diary motif stopped after, like, the first three episodes. Yeah, we haven't seen any diaries in a long time. Nope. Although... Damon does make reference to Stefan journaling. At oh, he point. does. You're we right. Hear in more this from episode, Stefan's diaries these days than Elena. I guess we do. But anyway, so while um, Caroline and Elena are chatting about said bonfire, Tyler kind of runs up and he just grabs Caroline and gives her a big old smooch. And right in the middle of their conversation, it was very rude. Yeah, it was. And Elena was just kind of like, ugh. Um, and then Tyler... And she has never done that. Right, I know. She spent half of all last year making out with Stefan in the hall. Even though she knew that Caroline had a crush on him. Right. So Tyler stops kissing Caroline and he kind of like pulls away from her. And Caroline spots a drop of blood on Tyler's shirt. And she kind of tastes some on her lips. Oh, too. right, yeah. And she's just kind of like, what the fuck? So she grabs him and... I guess Elena and they go into like a classroom or a bathroom or somewhere private and she's like listen don't be bringing your breakfast into school like who'd you attack or whatever and Tyler is like oh Rebecca gave me a blood bag and I think is Caroline like perturbed that Rebecca's there she's like what is she doing yeah yeah because people don't really know at this point that Rebecca's still in town because Klaus left Mm, right and they don't really know what to make of her yet, but she was pretty mean to everybody last week. <laughs> she sure was, yeah. So Even though Rebecca sucks, I really like her. I don't think she sucks, though. I didn't like her that much the first time I watched it, but uh-huh. we'll talk about it more as she does Sounds things. good. But when I think about, like, if Rebecca was the main character of this show, like, I could easily see, like how we would root for her right yeah but we'll get to that sounds good so tyler in this scene is this where he talks about how cool and sweet and awesome it is that he's the first successful klaus hybrid oh maybe he talks about that at some point for sure so there's he's like in this strangely good mood he seems like a little high on his own power and he's saying nice things about Klaus and Rebecca, which is very suspicious. Right, yeah. He's just kind of like, isn't this just a little awesome? And Caroline's like, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to say no. Yeah. And I think we leave that for now and go out into the hallway where somebody else has made themselves known. Right, so now fucking Stefan's at the school, and we're just kind of like, what the damn hell? When's the last time all of these kids were at school at the same time? The first day of school last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elena's kind of like, Stefan, what are you doing here? And Stefan's like, oh, I'm here to keep an eye on you, Elena. Remember, the reason that I'm here is because I said I would uh, protect you um, on behalf of Klaus. So Elena's kind of like, well, whatever, I'm going to class. And Stefan aggressively grabs her arm and holds her in place and is like bullying her somehow. Or he's like, class is that way or something. And I didn't really understand why he was doing this at all. Yeah, it was aggressive and unpleasant. But then Alaric comes up and is like, you heard the lady, leave her alone. (laughs) Right. We're like, thanks, Alaric. But then Stefan just... Like, gets up in his space and pushes them against lockers. Like, to anybody else in the hallway, this is a student, like, aggressively shoving a teacher. Right. (laughs) Like, in plain sight of everybody. 
But since Alaric's the only person who works at the school, it goes unnoticed. Yeah, nobody cares. I don't remember what Seven says to Alaric, because I was kind of distracted by the sexual tension between them in this scene. Ooh. They were, like, really... I don't know. It was just... It seemed like a Damon Alaric sort of moment of them just, like, being really close and... I don't know. And shoving each other up against things. My gaydar was going crazy. (laughs) Although it usually is, so... (laughs) No surprise there. Uh, so eventually things break up and Stefan's like, all right, well, I will see you in history class. So then we go to history class. My favorite part of this scene, Alaric is writing on the board AP American History. We're supposed to believe that Elena, Stefan, Caroline, and Tyler <laughs> are in AP History. Right. Come on. Like, yeah. Caroline, sure. Stefan, I guess, lived history, so okay. But Elena and Tyler, no fucking way. No, Tyler can barely tie his shoes. Like, there's no, there's just no way. I'm not convinced that Tyler can read or write. Yeah. And Elena's a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, this is the least believable part of the episode. Totally. (laughs) So Stefan walks in and he's being like super aggressive. So some kid is sitting next to Elena and he's like, hey, bro, get out of my seat. And the kid stands up and gives Stefan a seat, and Stefan settles in, looking all proud and smug. And he's sitting next to Elena. We see the whole crew there. And then Alaric starts spouting some historical bullshit about how the Native Americans were the first folks in the U.S. And then Rebecca walks in, and she's like, what about the Vikings or something? I'm I'm pretty sure that even if the Vikings were here, the Native Americans, being Native Americans, were still there first. Right? Stop whitewashing history. (laughs) And Alaric's like, who are you? And she's like, my name's Rebecca, and history's my favorite subject. (laughs) It was just so weird. It's like, how do all of these people in the main cast not know who Rebecca is yet? (laughs) I know. It's the same to me. Oh, yeah. Because wasn't... Well, I guess Alaric wasn't at the school, but... Yeah, but some surely Elena told him, oh, hey, there's a blonde British vampire who is Klaus's sister. Yeah. Like, put two and two together, Alaric. Good lord. Yeah, she is now attending school as well. Everybody's in school. Everybody's attending class. It's super weird. It is weird. I do love the school episodes, though. I'm not going to lie. I think they're some of my favorite ones. It's always nice to remember, like, how old these kids are supposed to be. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Speaking of youngins, I really like where the next scene takes place. Oh, yeah. The stoner den. Uh, I thought it was the stoner pit. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The stoner pit. It's like the back of the school where Jeremy used to smoke the weed with his buddies once upon a time. And they have the VW van that's, like, painted hippie style from the decade dance. (laughs) That's just sitting there, like, as decoration to really put a flag on. This is where the kids do drugs. Right. Here's the the 60s official drugs van. Yes. Please allow this to happen, faculty and staff. So Matt's standing there, and Vicky pops up, and she's like, what are you doing out here, Matt and Matt's all like, oh, I thought that you'd feel at home or comfortable here or whatever. You burnt Vicky. Damn. And she kind of gives him a weak LOL. Um, and then, like, Jeremy shows up and... It's weird. It is weird. So, like, 
Jeremy comes out and says something to Matt and then goes back inside and pretends that he didn't see Vicky. Right? Yeah, he comes out and Matt's like, what are you doing here? I didn't think you did this anymore. He's like, I'm looking for my stoner lab partner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Why would you be looking for your lab partner on the first day of school? How do you already have a lab partner? Oh, good question. Really good lie, Jeremy. You're so smart. But he's really just doing recon so that he can report back to Anna in the bathroom. Right. Okay. He's like, he... I, I forget what he says, but basically, like, Matt was hanging out with Vicky. He can see her now, but Matt doesn't know that Jeremy could see Vicky, and Vicky doesn't know for some reason. It doesn't make sense. No. But they are all really dumb, so maybe it kind of doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what's going on, which is par for the course with these folks. Yeah. So, Jeremy and Anna hanging out in the bathroom, just a couple of pals, a boy and his ghost. <laughs> and, and then it kind of cross-cuts between Matt and Vicky and Jeremy and Anna's conversations as right. they're all talking about the same thing, which is that Vicky is trying to get the ability to stay in, like, the human world permanently, mm-hmm. and that she is buddies with the witch on the other side. And Vicky and Anna are constantly talking about how they're all alone on the other side. There's nobody else. But then Vicky's just been talking to this witch, by the way. <laughs> right. And yeah. Anna somehow knows what's going on with Vicky a little bit. So I'm like, clearly you're not alone. Yeah, not like, alone alone. What the hell is going on on the other side? Is it just a big ghost party? Apparently a ghost and witch party. Yeah. So pretty much Vicky's pushing Matt to help her stay on the human side of things. And she says that there's a way that she can do it because the witch will help her. Um, And she's like, Matt, it's going to help you because I won't have to be alone on the other side and you won't have to be alone either. So Matt kind of looks happy about this and maybe at this point reluctantly agrees um, yeah, Vicky Menson mentions there's a ritual he has to do, mm-hmm. and she kind of explains a little bit of what will happen, but it's really unclear about what Vicky's actual, like, b- state of being is going to be, and mm-hmm. I think ultimately what it is is that instead of only being able to pop up in the human world when either Jeremy or Matt is thinking about her, she'll be able to be present in the world, but only Matt and Jeremy will be able to see her. Okay. But she'll also be able to, like, touch things. It's, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't. And we only know this because of how it was portrayed later in the episode. She, like, doesn't talk about it, really. Yeah. But she'll still be a ghost, technically. Right. I don't know. And Anna has some feelings about this. She's, like, warning that there will certainly be some price to pay if Vicky were to disturb, like, the natural forces like this. Um, and that it's just not going to be easy breezy. And that Vicky's surrounded by darkness. Oh, yes. Jeremy's like, she's not a bad person. Right. But she's trouble. Yeah. She always has been. Her and her drugs. Yeah. I wonder what drugs are like on the other side. Me too. Do you like snort the concept of time? Whoa. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) That sounds like a a good time. Indeed. So I think then we go out to the football field where both football and cheerleading practice are taking place at the same time on the same field, like right next to each other, which yeah. 
seemed a little weird. It's a little dangerous, but somebody's going to get a concussion. How else will men aggressively fight each other if there's not women on the sidelines making them horny? It's true. Or how will they explain their football-related boners if there are no women nearby? Also true. Truer. <laughs> so Tyler is, like, going hard in practice. He's wearing his, like, bandana, his black bandana on his head again. That's, <laughs> like, his sports look. Yep. And Caroline is at cheerleading practice, and she has really cute braids, like, pigtail braids. Mm-hmm. It was a good look. And she's talking to some other cheerleader, and it's like, where's Dana? Was it Dana? I think so. Something like that. And I like think that. Dana was one of the humans that uh, Klaus compelled at prank night, so she's probably dead. Oh, wow. Good recollection. The one who had to stand on one foot. Mm-hmm. I think Stefan might have killed her. I don't really remember Yeah, sure. I think that's what happened. But anyway, Rebecca strolls up and is like, guess you got a, a opening on the squad then, eh? <laughs> Perfect. And Caroline is concerned. She's like, what are you doing here? And is it at this point Rebecca's like, listen, I'm just intrigued by you. I like your pep, your social life, and your boyfriend. Yeah, basically she's saying she wants to steal Caroline's life. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's a little bit unpleasant. But also, you chose the right person. Yeah. <laughs> it speaks highly of you that you want to be Caroline and not Elena. Right. Caroline is the best. We know this. Yeah. So at least if she's going to be trying to single white female somebody, she picked a good target. She did. And I think Caroline goes over to talk to Tyler at this point. Oh, right. Because he compels the football coach to end practice early. So that they can go get drunk. At the bonfire. Yes. And I'm like, it's probably 2 p.m. Yeah. It was like fully light out. Yeah. And Caroline's like, hey, uh, try to, like, be a little subtle. Like, there's people everywhere. Mm-hmm. But Tyler does not give a fuck about anything right now. No. He's just living. And in the background, Rebecca does, like, this insane, like, Olympic-level gymnast move <laughs> where she's doing, like, back handsprings and, like, double twists and all of these things that I don't know the name of. Yeah, and, like, suddenly she's a lot taller and has a different body type yes. as this is happening. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know. Some modern magic. <laughs> um, and Tyler's like, ooh, Rebecca's got moves. He says, damn, girl's got moves. Ooh, okay. He put a damn in there. He sure did. And Caroline's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Like, even if this was just a random lady, don't say that in front of your girlfriend. No. But it's Rebecca who they're, they're, like, actively fighting against at this point. Right. She's an original. So, again, Tyler is acting very strange. And speaking of strange, Stefan is popping up again at school um, because Elena's also running around the track, which maybe around the football field i don't know it's close to where everybody else was yeah so she's trying to get in shape to right fight vampires yeah so like stefan's just i don't know he's like bothering her and like jogging alongside her and elena accidentally runs into this guy and then stefan runs up and he's like watch it you dick and then throws this kid on the ground like a big bully yeah, because he's there to protect Elena, mm-hmm. apparently from bumping into people that is totally her fault. Right. For not paying attention. 
He also in the scene refers to Elena as a human blood bag. Oh, rude. And I'm like, aren't all humans just like human blood bags? Yes. But it just shows how how far gone he is that he could call this lady he was obsessively in love with such a dismissive thing. And she's like, <gasps> She was offended. She sure was. Ugh. And she takes out her feelings by going to Alaric's apartment. It took us a long time to figure out where she <laughs> yes. was. Because it was like a musty big room with a dartboard in it. And I was like, is this the Mystic Grill? Yeah, there's like a lot of exposed brick. But no, it was the Larix uh, bachelor pad. And she is bench pressing and having a very hard time with it. Because apparently she put too many weights on it and doesn't understand the theory of like how to lift. Oh. I mean, I can't say I've lifted since high school gym class. But I'm pretty sure you're supposed to put the amount of weight on it that you can handle. And then... As you make gains and get more swole like Sheriff Forbes, <laughs> then you put more weight on it. You don't just like put all the weight on it and then struggle to shove it up. Yeah, that, that sounds way. about right. I don't know why I know this. But Claire, I'm resident sure, weight expert. I'm pretty sure that I'm right. I'm a personal trainer at heart. <laughs> Those who can't do teach. But Damon comes in and he's giving her shit. And this is where he calls her Buffy. Yes. He's like, oh, are you getting buff so you can protect yourself from stuff in? <laughs> and then it gets really weird really quick. Yeah, I wrote sexy anatomy vampire heart lesson. I wrote feel my chest girl sexy anatomy. <laughs> I'm glad we both said sexy anatomy. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. Because he, like, he's wearing this, like, deep V shirt. And yeah. he takes her hand and, like, puts it on his chest, like, where the skin is exposed. It's like, this is my sternum. It's solid, hard bone. And then he, like, flips her around and puts his hand on her stomach by, like, the bottom of her ribcage. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is how you get to the heart. And Elena is very turned on. And they're both breathing heavily. Yep. It's weird. It was weird. Uh, Elena did not want it to end. Yes. I mean, they were both into it. They were. Which I guess means they deserve each other. I guess. But it was just weird. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't really super remember watching this particular scene, but I feel like this probably was more effective if you're watching it more for recreation than taking notes on it. <laughs> yes. So I definitely remember being into like the sexual tension between these two in this season the first time I watched it. Uh-huh. So... I'm trying not to be too much of a hater. I know that Delena is the most popular ship, so I don't want to offend oh. any of you out there. Oh, I like Delena. That's good. All of the ships have names. Delena and Stelena. Stelena. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. Barami, the worst ship. Oh, God, no. Down with Barami. Yes. Uh, and there will be more ships to come that I won't say because they're spoilers. Okay. Don't tell me. So after the uh, sexy anatomy lesson is over, um, we go to, I guess, either like a a recreational center or the school. I don't know. But all of our pals are there planning um, to take down Stefan at the bonfire. So we've got Damon, Elena, Alaric, and Caroline. So basically, they want to vervain the shit out of Stefan. And right? S- yeah. They want to get him off human blood. Oh, this is that was Elena's the end goal. Okay. Idea. 
So, like, he would still have his humanity turned off, but he at least wouldn't be, like, murdering people and having games of blood twister. Mm-hmm. So, Caroline says that she has the Forbes jail cell all ready to go, the place where she was recently tortured brutally right. by her father. And that was her job to prepare that. Good choice, everyone. Wow. And Elena says that she's going to lure him to somewhere where Alaric can take him down because he has to follow her everywhere. And Damon is responsible for distracting Rebecca. And he's like, uh, she's an original. How am I going to do that? Like, she's so much stronger than me. And Elena is basically like, make her want your D. Use and then Alaric, yeah, Alaric was like, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, because he's still really mad at Damon because of how he just, like, killed him in the middle of an argument a couple weeks ago. Oh, at right. The Lockwoods. I forgot about that. Alaric is really salty, and he's also still mad about him flirting with Elena. Alaric is just mad in general. Alaric's got a bone to pick with everybody these days. All of a sudden, he's, like, a good person. I don't... But he's also just, like, being very grouchy and annoying. Mm-hmm. So... Speaking of annoying, as they're, like, oh wrapping up uh, this little planning sesh, Tyler comes in. He's like, hey, what's everybody doing? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they try and invite Tyler in on the plan and, like, give him some sort of task. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stefan's here to protect Elena at the Order of Klaus. We're not going to fuck with that. Everybody's like, excuse me? Yeah. Uh, Klaus is the bad guy we're trying to fight him. <laughs> right. And Tyler's like, uh, no. So everybody's like kind of confused. And then is it, who says it? Is it Damon or maybe Caroline that explains that Tyler has been sired? Oh, yes. This is a new concept that we haven't heard about before, but that we'll hear about at least a few more times in the future. Mm-hmm. So first of all, Damon just verbatim stabs Tyler to put him out of commission because he's clearly like, oh, I a team Klaus right now. Okay. And he's like, oh, this is really rare, but uh, Klaus is the one who turned him and he's sired to him, which means he is totally loyal to Klaus and Klaus is his master. So the concept of siring in this show is that sometimes when a vampire turns another person into a vampire, that person is like, some it just becomes completely their servant either because of the like how happy they are that they've been turned or the feelings that they have for this person Mm -hmm. so we don't know why this happening with tyler but damon suggests that maybe it just always happens with hybrids for some reason okay but we'll hear more about siring down the line but caroline's like all right well that's great how do we fix him from being a freaky hybrid slave minion Another instance of calling white people slaves. Good job, this show. Yikes. And Damon says, get a new boyfriend. Which seems like a good call for how he's acting this week. Right. I think that's a pro tip. So, it's obviously a bad situation, what's going on with Tyler right now. But he's sleeping now, so he's not going to be able to fuck shit up for a little bit. Right. So, we have bigger fish to fry. 
We do. And now that the little planning session is over, it seems like it's time for the bonfire to start and for people to start getting down and partying. Oh, yeah. So we head out to the bonfire, and the first thing that happens is Elena's trying to enjoy a beer like a normal teenager. And Stefan comes up and mansplains to her that she needs to take it easy drinking because she's a lightweight. And she gives him some sass, like, oh, like, I'm really going to take drinking advice from a blood alcoholic. Ooh, yeah, burn. face, Stefan. Right. And Rebecca also come, is there and goes to talk to Stefan. And she's like, where's Tyler? I was hoping to suck his dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Stefan's like, oh, wow, you move off of me so soon. And I loved Rebecca in this moment because she's like, well... <laughs> If you decide you don't hate me, we can talk, but right now, a girl has needs. Yes, I loved that. She's like, step aside, Stefan, step aside. And she has been in a coffin for, like, 80-plus years. Mm-hmm. And the last time she got laid, it was Stefan, and that's clearly not going to happen now. So she definitely is horny. She is. You wonder how much awareness a daggered vampire has. Right. I feel like they're just kind of dead. It's not like when the vampires were in the tomb and just starving. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I would assume that it would be like a dead state where you're not aware of what's going on until you wake up and realize that 90 years have passed you by. For her sake, I hope so. Yeah. But anyway, Otherwise, she, that would be boring as hell. She wants to fuck Tyler. She's chosen him for some reason. But he is not there. Because he got but they don't know that right and then a stupid gross thing happens ah yes so we leave the bonfire and go to matt where he is by himself with the ghost of his dead sister and he's surrounded by candles and it seems like they're starting this ritual that's going to allow vicky to stay on the human side um of earth or whatever (laughs) So, like a damn fool, Matt starts cutting his hand right in the middle of his palm. Why? Why do they do this every damn time? They do it every time. It is ridiculous. There are so many places to cut on your body that will not, like, hamper your ability to do day-to-day things. Right? I don't know this from personal experience, but it's common sense. I know. Maybe, like, the show is trying to elicit like sympathy from the viewers and being like "Ooh, that hurts but it's just stupid or maybe they just want to really gross us out i don't know yeah but he lets his palm bleed onto the picture of (laughs) him and vicky that we saw previously where it's like halloween and it's kayla yule and a random blonde child (laughs) right yes and the ages are just way off yeah and then the candles suddenly light and the picture starts smoking yep and a door slams and it's all spooky and then matt stumbles back and bumps into vicky and it's like holy shit vicky is corporeal now yes nice vocab word i like it (laughs) i have not had enough beer yet to lose my language (laughs) so vicky's here to stay that's the moral of this story yeah and she and matt can touch now Hopefully not too much. They're siblings. Yeah. So then, I guess, do we cut to Bonnie and Jeremy, who are still fighting? Yeah. Um, Jeremy is talking about how he talked to Anna again about uh, Matt being able to see Vicky in her, like, 
trying to come back. And Bonnie's like, are you fucking serious that you talked to Anna about this first? And right. there's a witch involved. And she has a point there. Yeah. Yep. And also just like, he should have told Bonnie first to get back in her good graces. But anyway, he's an idiot. He's and a damn like, fool. Yeah. Listen, I don't have time for this. Matt is currently trying to bring his dead sister back to life. I'm going to go deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, that's the better option than talking <laughs> with your own boyfriend. Yeah. Well, when you date Jeremy Gilbert, you get what you get. Right. And then I think we go back to Vicky and Matt. And she's talking about how she's held up her end of the... Or she has to hold up her end of the deal now that the witch made good on her promise. And Matt's like, what deal? Right. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not good. No. So is this where Vicky tells Matt that she's here to kill the person who allows Klaus to create hybrids. It sure is. Okay, so it's Elena. So Vicky has been summoned from the afterlife to kill Elena by a witch in order to restore the balance of the universe so that Klaus and the hybrids don't have too much power over the other mystical beings. Yes, because witches are all about nature and balance, and often that involves murder, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And it's like, no, Vicky, you can't kill Elena. Uh. And then she whacks him in the head with a wrench. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit devolves quickly. Vicky is, you know, not fucking around here. No. She Lady's man- got plans. She manipulated the shit out of her brother and then just knocked him unconscious. Right. She has vampire strength probably still. She played on she his emotions. So I think then we check back into the bonfire where <laughs> there's this really <laughs> weird scene. There's some guy doing a keg stand uh-huh. in the woods and everybody's chanting. Are they dr- chanting drink, 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 or beer, beer, beer? Oh, I thought it was chug, but... It's something. It's something ridiculous. And Elena's like joining in and half-heartedly pumping her fists like, I'm being a teen. It's mm-hmm. cool. And then Stefan is like standing in a tree across the way. And they just, like, make eye contact with each other and, like, give each other wry looks. And the only way I could think of to describe it is an I hate fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And what I noticed in this episode that was really strange is that I feel like Stefan and Elena have more chemistry in this episode than they've ever had. Right. There is something there. They're not together. They're like clearly at odds but it seemed like there was more of a pull and attraction between them than when they were actually in love yeah there's very weird it's it's like a spark between them yeah i feel like it's some sort of like passion that wasn't there before because they were always together right and like so in love but there was was never any proof of it you know they like they were just like in love they were never really that like sexy with one another they never we never really understood why yeah you know it was just kind of like okay accept because this relationship yeah exactly and i think another thing that has helped in that regard is that bad Stefan is clearly so much more fun for paul wesley to play yeah and he's really enjoying himself and his performance is so much different it's like oh right he seemed really boring and stupid all the time because that was just the character <laughs> yeah but now he can be like a sassy bitch yes who lives for drama yes 
so it's fun to watch him having fun it is yeah i like forget a lot that the acting in this show is pretty varied for a lot of the characters they have to like bounce between being like the doppelganger of themselves or the easeful version of themselves yeah and everybody is pretty good at their job yeah so good job team we may hate your characters but we like you except for those of you who sabotaged your spouse's birth control yeah no thank you walk along (laughs) so anyway they i hate fuck and we remember from time to time that elena's job now is to like distract stefan so Mm -hmm. she's playing a part a little bit yep well speaking of playing their role (laughs) damon has gone over to rebecca to try and charm her with his wit um, so Rebecca's sitting at a campfire alone, toasting marshmallows, and she's complaining because they are all burning. And Damon's like, oh, you just pick off the burnt part, and then it's fucking delicious. And then they have this whole back and forth about how s'mores are great. And they're flirting, and it's all well and good. Um, but I don't know how it gets to this point. I think that, oh, yeah, Rebecca's like realizing that Damon is there to distract her and she's pretty much like why the fuck are you talking to me why are you distracting me and then she just straight up stabs him in the stomach yes except that you didn't think that was what happened no I thought she grabbed his balls it's really bright in my apartment and we were watching this during the day so um I thought it does look look like that yeah if you don't see like the shot afterwards where the stick's sticking out of his stomach right maybe I was taking notes or something but yeah I thought that she just grabbed him by the balls really hard and that's which would have been amazing it would have yeah, it's like the whole thing with the s'mores, it was all sexy and they were talking all close. And mm-hmm. While that was happening, Elena was watching from afar and like looking very jealous. And Stefan came up and was like, oh, hey, you're jealous. Oh, yeah. She's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's a little drunk by this point. And she's like, whatever, I'm leaving. And then... Damon's plan, which he thinks is working, goes awry, and he gets stabbed for his trouble. Right. Because Rebecca is nobody's fool. And as she stabs him, she also reminds him that it will never be a fair fight between them, because she's a thousand times as strong as he is. Right. That original power. Good job, Rebecca. Sorry you couldn't get laid, but I'm glad you could sniff out a trap. Yes. So then I think we go... To I for, I don't know whose house it is. It might be Tyler's, where Tyler is sleeping off the vervain, and Caroline, who was so excited about the bonfire, has missed the entire bonfire. Oh yeah. To watch over his unconscious body. What a bummer. And they have a conversation about what the fuck his deal is. Right. And Caroline pretty much explains to Tyler the concept that he's been sired, and that. It means that he's putting Klaus's needs first, and it reminds Caroline of the old Tyler. Um, And this seems to really resonate with Tyler because he's kind of like, oh, shit, I really hated the old Tyler. I don't want to be that guy. Um, I'm sorry, like, for acting like this. Everything I like about me is you, Caroline. And it was just kind of like, okay, this is easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's sweet, but it's also, like, doesn't solve the problem that you're sired to Klaus. That's true. But she is very charmed by it, and they start making out. They sure do. 
And then we go to drunk Elena lying on the bleachers by herself. Right. And girl is drunk. She sure is. I wish I was as drunk as Elena was. Me too. It's been so long. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Someday. Someday I'll have one beer and be Elena level drunk. Yep, that is totally true. (laughs) I'm drinking for both myself and Beth today, so. And my unborn baby. Wish me luck in my liver. (laughs) The sacrifices I make for you and your unborn child. We appreciate it. You're our drink Jesus. Whoa. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so Elena is like singing to herself and laying down on the bleachers and Stefan comes up and he's just kind of like you're drunk blah 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 I don't know he's mansplaining to her about some bullshit yeah and she decides to be a little coy and she climbs over the side of the top of the bleachers and starts like dangling off the side and pretending to fall to freak Stefan out and then she actually does fall and Stefan rushes over to catch her and it seems like they're having kind of an intimate moment um, when all of a sudden Alara comes up and just shoots Stefan with a vervain gun right in the back like three times. Yep. Way to go, Stefan. Yep. Even when you're a ripper, you still get distracted by Elena right. into making bad decisions. Yep, so full on you, Stefan. And then my favorite line of the episode, possibly, is Alara here says to Elena, You look not sober. <laughs> right. Like, okay, Alara, you're one to talk. I know. Also, this is not the first time that you've been at a teenage drinking party in no. this season. He's the chaperone teacher from hell, right? Isn't, oh, yeah. that, isn't that his name? <laughs> So they drag Stefan's unconscious body over to Alaric's car, and then we cut over to Bonnie, who is getting a call from Matt, who has woken up and is explaining what Vicky's plan is. And she's, for everybody in this episode who talks to Bonnie, she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? What is your problem? Yeah. Bonnie has a lot to deal with. She has to suffer a lot of fools this Uh week. And so now she has to go and try to undo the magic of whatever happened to make Vicky come to Earth or whatever the fuck. So she sets up her own ritual and gets Matt there. And she cuts his other palm. Why doesn't she just cut the same one? I guess she has to make a new wound. I feel like it's kind of like weakening yourself or making a sacrifice. Okay, that makes sense. But also possibly punishment because she doesn't want him to be able to jerk off for like weeks while it heals. I don't want him to either. The thought of it grosses me out. He doesn't deserve it. No. he's too dumb. He is too dumb and too lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be feeling (laughs) extra lonely for a while. He is. If you know what I mean. So she starts chanting, and it was interesting. We were watching it with subtitles, and like how they subtitled her <laughs> chants, because it's always like but it's apparently actual like words. It's not just gibberish. Yeah, they wrote it out. It was good. But anyway, she's chanting. But meanwhile, Vicky is putting her plan into motion, and apparently, her witch also likes to play with fire. Yes. So things happen quickly here. <laughs> I think what happens is that Vicky traps Elena in a car and lights it on fire. 
Yeah, like, Alaric is going, he's walking to the car, and Elena's already in there with Stefan's unconscious body, mm-hmm. and Vicky causes flame, like a trail of flames to go and set the car on fire, and Elena's locked in. Alaric goes and grabs I think a lacrosse stick. Okay, I thought it was a, a plastic room. I don't even know. And starts trying to break the glass. And I'm like, is this product placement of like this car's windows are unbreakable? <laughs> Probably. But it's this season's MiFi. Yeah, he can't break through the window. Uh, it's filling up with smoke, and Elena's in trouble. And Stefan is presumably quite flammable. I think I've said presumably like eight times in this episode. I don't know why. But anyway. We have to make a lot of presumptions when we're watching the show. It's fine. It's true. And so that goes on for a while. Eventually, I think Alaric managed to open the trunk. Or maybe it was magic. I don't really know. But Elena's climbing out of the car. Vicky's ghost is in there, but Elena can't see her. And she's like, I'm sorry, Elena. But then tries to like pull her back so she can't get out of the car. It's yeah. very dramatic. Right. And then... Alaric and Elena are like trying to step away, but then they make the decision to grab Stefan out of the trunk too, so that he doesn't burn to death, which is pretty nice for somebody who's been acting like such a giant douchebag this whole episode. Yeah. And like two seconds after they get out of there, the entire car explodes. So RIP Alaric's car. Yep. We barely knew ye. Shit apartment, no car. Man. Yeah. He's a catch. He doesn't live in his apartment. It's just a gym now. He lives at the Gilbert's. Yeah, it's just a dusty-ass gym. (laughs) So this whole scene, I was wondering, where is Damon? Because he failed in his task to seduce Rebecca. He was stabbed in the stomach, but he was still conscious. So, like, shouldn't he have then defaulted to phase two, protect Elena, or, like, check in? He could have gotten that car open in a second. Right. But apparently he just went home. Because next we see Elena is there, and he's trying to, like, dab ointment on her cheek wound. Oh, yes. Sexily. Mm-hmm. Because anatomy lessons and first aid are very erotic in this episode. They are. And I think Alaric interrupts them because he's a boner killer. He is. He doesn't want uh, Damon to get too close to anybody. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Vicky situation is still happening Bonnie managed to chant enough that her ghost was summoned back to whatever room she and Matt are in together. <laughs> That's right, yep. None of it really is explained or makes much sense, but Vicky's there now, but Bonnie says that she can't disappear completely until Matt breaks the tie. Like, he still is keeping her there. So they have to have a dramatic conversation. Womp womp. And Matt's so sad about it, and he's like, listen, Vicky, I'm sorry, but I can't let you hurt anyone while you're here. And... Vicky's all like, okay, I won't. No problem. I'm all done. Like, let's get out of here or something like that. But Matt understands that it's not as simple as that. And they have a conversation again about how Vicky doesn't want to be alone and that if she could just stay, Matt wouldn't be alone either. Um, But this time he's able to see past it and he's just kind of like, goodbye, Vicky. And then she disappears. So Bonnie's reverse spell worked. Good job, Bonnie. It's Bonnie. Fixing the mistakes of men. Yes. Since 1992 or whatever year <laughs> you were born. That sounds about right. So, changing the tone completely, we go back to Tyler and Caroline. We're getting back dressed after fucking. 
and she's leaving, and Tyler's like, you're always walking out on me, Caroline. And she's like, you have to earn the overnighter. And then Tyler is wearing a blanket, like, as a towel around his hips, which is very weird. Yeah. And that blanket, like, does your mom use that blanket? I know, I was just... I was does it have your jizz on it It now? does. It has, like, his gross penis juice on it. <laughs> oh, God. It does. <laughs> that is the scientific term. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, shit gets real because Rebecca just waltzes in with a girl... And said girl is bleeding from the neck and from the wrist because Rebecca has attacked her. And she's pretty much like, hello, Tyler, I brought this woman for you. And Tyler looks pained, but he also really wants to feed. And he's maybe asks her why or something along those lines. And Rebecca explains that that Klaus would want his hybrid offspring to enjoy life as much as possible. So we see Tyler get a face boner and then walk over to the bleeding girl and Rebecca. And they start feeding on her together, which is probably as close to sex as Rebecca's going to get tonight. Right. Unless Tyler goes for round two. We don't know. We don't get to see anything past that first bite, so who knows. But that was a bummer, I thought. So I think then we go back to the tomb um, to wrap things up. So Catherine... Um, has finally awoken Michael. I, she, like, dribbled some blood onto his face. Basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm surprised it, she didn't get there earlier, but whatever. Yeah. And Michael wakes up, and Catherine's all like, I remember you from the 1920s Chicago. You were looking for Klaus. And he's like, remove me from these chains, because dude is chained up. Yeah. Um, and Catherine's like, first I need to know if you can kill Klaus and Michael's like, yes, I can kill Klaus. Now please release me from these chains. And then Catherine starts blabbing on about how she's not sure what Michael actually eats because she was trying to tempt him with all of these things. And he's like, he doesn't uh, drink human blood or he hasn't for a very long time. Right. Yes. And that he doesn't want to eat the blood of any living things. And she's like, well, what the fuck do you eat then? I'm like, Catherine, you're smarter than this. (laughs) But apparently not, because then he grabs Catherine and starts feeding on her. So apparently Michael is a vampire who is a vampire hunter and feeds on vampires. So he's like triple vampire action. Right, and he is a self-hating vampire, maybe, it seems like. He hates himself even more than Stefan. That's impressive. (laughs) It is. So, yeah, that's a cliffhanger. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Catherine cannot be taken down. Like, I'm not even worried anymore when she gets <laughs> in bad situations. I'm just like, that lady can take care of herself. She'll find her way out of it. I'm she sure. will. I mean, I know what happens. <laughs> then we go back to the Salvatores, and Elena and Alaric are there, and Stefan strolls up, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait a second. How did Stefan get free? Because he was unconscious when they dragged him out of the car. I assume they have more vervain on them. They couldn't have kept him unconscious and gotten him to the tomb. He just, like, is awake and free now. Yeah, I didn't get this either because it seemed like they had Stefan right where they wanted him. But for some reason, they were like, never mind. Right? Maybe without the car, Alaric wasn't strong enough to cart around Stefan's body. Maybe. Maybe he's the weakling after all. 
Maybe all of Alaric's vervain guns got destroyed in his car. Maybe. You would think he would have, like, a whole, like, all those inside pockets of a jacket or something. And a secret arsenal somewhere, because he's just throwing out hand grenades like they ain't no thing. And don't tell me that he doesn't have some vervain syringes hidden in his butt. I don't believe you. <laughs> right to the left of the moonstone. That's how he spices up his love life with Damon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a very no, precarious situation. That's how he's signaling to Damon that he's closed for business. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. But anyway, Stefan is free for some reason. He's like, you got me. I'm surprised, but you won't get me again. Ha ha ha. And then he pulls Melina aside for a second to be like, so you could have just left me in that car. Why didn't you? Yeah, and Elena's really sweet, and she's like, listen, I still have hope. And he's like, hope that I'll find my humanity again. And Elena's like, yes, Stefan. And he's like, do you have any idea how pathetic that makes you? (sighs) That was a bold dick move. But then Elena has a great moment, which is rare. She says, no, that makes me strong. And she uses the little wrist glove thingy to stick him right in the stomach. Two, two stomach stabbings in one episode. Uh-huh. That might be a record. And it's like, you get it, Elena. And it's awesome because He's at the beginning him. of the episode, she couldn't. But after two workouts, she's strong enough to release the stakes. I guess I was wrong about the bench pressing. She was doing it just right. <laughs> right. She's swole now. <laughs> oh, but I was happy to see Elena come out on top there. Yeah. Good job. Unfortunately, then we go back to Jeremy. Boo. Who's talking to Anna again. Or no, he's talking to... He's leaving a voicemail for Bonnie. Like, Bonnie, please talk to me. I only am talking to them for information, blah, blah, blah. But then Anna's there. She's like, bitch, why are you thinking about me when you're talking to Bonnie? I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't be here. Right. Like, I might be intruding. (laughs) Like, God bless you, Anna, for, like, trying to be decent in this situation. I know. But then a terrible thing happens. Yeah, Jeremy gets all mushy and he's like, I don't know why, but I can't stop thinking about you. And then they sit together on his bed and realize that they can touch each other. So they put their hands up kind of like E.T. style and they're able to make contact instead of just like air or whatever. And then they hold hands intensely. And it's gross. And we think that Anna can do better, even though Jeremy's the only person that she can see on Earth. Seriously. Find yourself a witch on the other side. Yeah. But we don't have to watch that anymore because we have to have one last cliffhanger at the end of the episode. And boy, is it a good one. It is. I had totally forgotten that this happened. So I was like, holy shit. I was shook. So Damon's there rolling up the Persian rug. I assume the one that was ruined earlier in the episode from the dead brunettes. He's trying to tidy up his precious house. Mm -hmm. And we hear whooshing. And at first I think Damon thinks that it's Stefan, right? Yeah. Or Rebecca. Or Rebecca, yeah. Some vampire causing some havoc. But then, who is it? Well, somebody throws an expensive-looking vase on the ground, and Damon's like, for fuck's sake, my house. (laughs) And he starts picking up the pieces, and then motherfucking Uncle Mason pops up, and is like, what's up, motherfucker? What? We're like, he's super dead. What's going on? Right. I... 
I can't remember now how Uncle Mason died, but I thought he was done for good. Oh, yeah. Damon ripped his heart out of his chest in that very room. Oh, yes. Ooh, is Uncle Mason a secret twin? Or, ooh, I have a theory. Okay, I think that Klaus can bring werewolves back from the dead to turn them. And that's how Uncle Mason is here. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No comment. Okay. Find out soon. Yes. So that was a great cliffhanger. Like, it was. totally out of nowhere that even though I've seen this episode several times, like, it still shocked me. Or what if Uncle Mason is also a werewolf doppelganger? Whoa. Okay, I'm done. So I'm, going, I'm going off the rails. Theories. Yes. Theories on theories on theories. <laughs> Whew. So it's a very good episode, I think. Yeah, totally. It was a good one. A lot happened. Yeah. I'm, like, thinking about the beginning of the episode where everybody's at school. <laughs> And then how far we travel. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think the only thing I didn't really like about the episode was the Catherine stuff. Like, it really it only needed to be one scene. Yeah. But they kept stringing it out, and every time it happened, it was like, oh, right, this shit's happening. They do that a lot in this show. Yeah, it's like, they need to remind you that this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that plot moved so little, like, because that was the cliffhanger at the end of last episode, was that they found Michael. Mm-hmm. And everything else in the episode went through, like, so many plot points and moved so fast that this one's just like, nothing is happening. And we don't know enough about Michael to give a shit. Exactly. And Catherine deserves a better plot than this. She does. Yeah, that was boring. But the rest of it was super good. Oh, yeah. So I think it's time for our segments. Yeah. Who you want to punch? Uh, there's a lot of people in this one. I'm just going to go with my gut and I'm going to punch Matt. Yeah. That's a good call. He's an idiot. And it's his fault that he's lonely because he's isolated all of his friends and kicked out his mother. I mean, I would have done the same thing, but yeah. I mean, the mom thing was a good decision. Yeah. The friend thing was just idiocy and assholery. Yeah. He treated Caroline like shit. So now he's lonely. Um, he's also just acting with reckless abandon like it's the same thing that he did last episode where he threw himself into the pool to try and drown himself to get bonnie to save him Mm -hmm. this time he turned vicky into a human ghost and bonnie once again had to come and save him he's put bonnie through so much shit in the last two weeks right she had to resuscitate him she had to do a funky spell to undo his bullshit man yeah i don't know it just and his stupid face from the first scene of (laughs) the episode just bothered me so i would like to punch matt i like it who would you like to punch tyler tyler that's a good choice it's not totally his fault that he's acting like this but he was just so obnoxious Mm -hmm. and he got off really easy in the end of the episode he got to fuck caroline even though he was acting like an idiot the whole week i know and then he got like a bonus human to feed on at the end yeah Mm. and like he's being so like admiring of rebecca right in front of caroline is really mean yeah so like he's not sired to rebecca do you think there's like some side sire effects for rebecca (laughs) because she's related to his sire aunt yeah (laughs) that he has a boner for oh yeah who is he? Jon Snow? It sorry. is his aunt, right? Game of Thrones spoilers. Oh, God. Um, sorry. 
So, yeah, I mean, mostly just want to punch him to shut him up. Like, when Damon verbained him, that was great. Because it was yeah. like, yeah, he needs to just go away for a little while. <laughs> take him out. Sleep him off. It's like when a kid gets really overexcited and they need to take a nap. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are other punchable people this week, but I feel like I haven't punched Tyler in a while. Yeah. I think it was a good choice. Yeah. And uh, we both chose men this week. Why are they? Oh, Wow. Well, we'll never answer this question. We'll continue to ask it every single episode for all of you out there. Um, this is a segment on our show. Yeah, I think we need to address a, a comment that we got on our Facebook page recently. Uh, if you're wondering why it took us so long to address it, it's because we had a backlog of episodes that hadn't been posted yet. Uh, so a gentleman fan posted on our Facebook page. Uh, we can pull it up and read it for you guys because I think this is an important thing to address. Uh, gave us some compliments, said he loves the show, but then said, you can take it easy on the man-hating comments. Granted, a lot of men are assholes, D-bags sometimes, but so is everyone else. You pay particular attention to straight white men. This is apparently a straight white men, man because he then says, I have never heard a woman or anyone else for that matter, so maybe not lump us all into the same BS category. So, okay, pal, I don't know why this week of all weeks, because we're recording this a lot earlier than it's being posted, this was the, the week of Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of conversations about this kind of shit, and it's like, this straight white man was feeling especially sensitive, I guess, they and were. decided to not all men us, if you don't know what not all men is, it's a derailing kind of comment that a man will make when they feel defensive about men being talked about in a negative way. So I don't think this should have to be explained, but when we complain about men, we don't think that literally every man is a horrible person or a rapist. You know, individuals are individuals. It's a pattern. It's too many men. Yes. And... Almost universally, women have experienced the kinds of things we talk about from men. And to the point that this individual says he's never hurt a woman or anyone else, it's not always about hurting, like assaulting or raping or sexually abusing. It's about society and the patriarchy and the way things are structured to benefit men and the often unconscious ways that men perpetuate this and benefit from it without examining it and without really caring what it does to everybody else. So when we talk about why are men and the shitty things that men do on this show, we're talking about a system that is set up that shits all over women and lifts men up and lets them get away with anything. So if you're feeling especially sensitive about that, I think you should examine why you might be feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And if it makes you uncomfortable to listen to people talking about this, by all means, stop listening to our podcast because we're not going to stop talking about it, especially considering all the bullshit that's happening in the world. We always say every week that we love to hear from you, no matter what you have to say. This is the one exception. If you think we're too mean to men, we don't want to hear that. Just don't listen. If you think that we're idiots that were annoying and not funny, feel free to tell us. We want to hear what your thoughts. But we will never apologize for taking men to task for this ridiculous shit that they do. Right. And that was a long rant, but I think it's important to make that clear. 
I do. And I think that you've eloquently said a lot of the feelings that I've been feeling about this situation. Um, and it did come at a really, really hard week um, for a lot of women. So to be not all men for our podcast, the week of the Kavanaugh hearings, it was particularly hurtful. Um, but that being said, Claire, I think you summarized it really nicely. And I thank you. Oh, thank you. Because you are my partner in misandry. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Always. <laughs> so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about the men on the Vampire Diaries who do things like murder people and have games with Blood Twister. Right. Yes. The what Blood I Twister. I want to talk about, specifically about Stefan, is mm-hmm. that everybody in that house was a woman. Yes. He did not feed on any men, and that makes it weirdly sexual to me. Right. I feel like it's always sexual. <sighs> yeah, the blood feeding does usually take on a sexual connotation. It's yeah. usually done by a person, toward a person of a gender they're attracted to. Right. Not always, mm-hmm. but when it's drawn out, like if it's just a quick drain. Yeah, like an attack. But if it's like compelling and then dragging out the experience, toying with them or keeping mm-hmm. them alive for a while... It always does seem sexual. Yeah. And the twister thing was just really gross, like, to to put it on the level of Stefan playing a game and, like, giving them instructions to complete um, while they're literally, like, bleeding to death. It was disturbing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you turned your humanity off, and we've seen, like, other vampires with their humanity off, but when Stefan does it, it seems to take on, like... A new level of twistedness like there's him being a ripper but then there's mm-hmm. also him just like finding really creative ways to torture women right and that's something that is inside of Stefan yeah even when he's good like the capacity to do that is a part of his character absolutely absolutely and he had been hiding it for however long yeah um but the fact that it came out not super uneasily right like so he had to like drink a ton of blood but like now he's back to his old ways and it's Klaus compelled him to turn his humanity off so all of his empathy for human beings and value for human life Mm -hmm. is gone apparently right right so I feel like it speaks to the fact that like if we want to talk about like the good side of men or of Stefan he has this capacity to be the really violent and twisted towards women, but he makes the choice to act differently when he has control. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like men in general, because of the way that they're socialized and society works and toxic masculinity, are, there's something that's bred into them, like a capacity for violence or not valuing women or hatred of women. But a good man even though they might have that inside of them, has the capability to, like, think about the way that they act. Right. And to make the choice to act outside of what society has put in them. Right. Or even what their instincts are. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make an argument that men are naturally more aggressive and that, like, a man in his true state is just raping and killing all day, which I think is bullshit, Mm -hmm. but if you think that, like... That doesn't mean that you can't make a decision to do something else. We're intelligent animals with free will. So I don't know if the show intended that, but I do kind of see it like 
I don't really like Stefan all that much, even when he's nice, because I think he's boring. <laughs> but he does make the choice to be a, at least trying to be a good person when it's under his control. Yes. So now that that's that choice has been taken away from him by Klaus, he's just completely off the rails, and we see like how much sickness is in him that he's been choosing not to act on all this time. Right. So it's just a different shade of the character. It is, definitely. And I didn't really think about it that way in terms of like being stripped away from his humanity and and kind of seeing what's underneath that. So I think that that's a really good eye-opening and disturbing point um, that we definitely see play out in this episode. Yeah. So when you take away a man's empathy, he might play Blood Twister. Who Uh. knows? And you know he didn't clean up after himself. It was all Damon. Like Damon, Damon's when, rolling up rugs. When left Elena and right. was in a burning car, he was probably just trying to like sanitize the house. Yeah, he had the Windex out. He was <laughs> he was going. So outside of Stefan, I mean, he did a lot of other stuff. He was very like aggressively protective of Elena mm-hmm. in a way that we've seen him be before when they were in a relationship, but it was coming from a different place this time. Right. It was that hyper masculine like aggression, like, hey, man, get out of my seat. Watch where you're going, you dick. Throwing a lark up against the locker. That kind of just super aggro worldview that everyone is in his way and he's going to stop him yeah. because he's stronger and bigger and his mission is more important than everybody else's and we did actually see that from seven months before when he had his humanity on at around the time of miss mystic falls when he was on a blood binge oh and yep. he was at that party with elena and the guy was rude to her and he like went ape shit and i forgot about that you're him right to apologize and then beat him up or something oh yeah that was super creepy i forgot about that so i think that makes Elena's decision to get him off the human blood make a little more sense because some of it is what human blood does to him. It's like an alcoholic does things that they wouldn't do if they were sober. Stefan does things he wouldn't do if he was only drinking animals. Absolutely. Good callback, Claire. You have the mind of a steel trap or something. (laughs) I don't know. It's good. Or I've just seen the show a lot of times. (laughs) I dig it. Either way. I feel like I've just talked for a really long time, so I'm going to stop. No, it was all it was all really great. I think the only other thing that um, I have to add here, which I, I kind of covered in my Who You Want to Punch, mm. is just um, the short-sightedness of a lot of the male characters in this episode and the fact that they're not thinking about anyone else aside from themselves when they're making decisions that are hugely impactful on others. Yeah. Um, so Matt comes to mind with the fact that he will just bring back Vicky without talking it over with Bonnie or really anybody else. Really Jeremy either. He just Why kind of hides it. consulting Bonnie on these witch situations? Because they don't value her opinion even though she's a subject matter expert on witching and bringing people back from the dead. <laughs> and harnessing the power of a thousand dead witches um you know they just don't think they don't even think to go to bonnie with it which is again symptomatic of a larger problem in our society where women are experts on things and not consulted and blatantly ignored yeah and he's just an idiot also that (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah so matt does it jeremy does it um 
just not bringing Bonnie into the loop on a lot of important witch-related matters. So that was frustrating. Yeah. And basically everything Jeremy did was... The way I see it is that he's been having an emotional affair with Anna. Yeah, I just... I think that he should have told Bonnie, but I feel that the fact that Bonnie expects him just to cut off all ties without, like, getting to the root cause of what's happening is a little unreasonable. Well, regardless of what Bonnie is saying or feeling, like, what Jeremy has been doing, which Bonnie doesn't know exactly the nature of it. Right. She doesn't have the information, but she's really mad. But you see from the end of this episode where he says he can't stop thinking about her and they hold hands that like he has been having these feelings and that he's been seeing her behind his girlfriend's back. Right. That's true. That's true. So Bonnie can be acting wrong, but still like be right about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, men are terrible. And we talked about them for a long time. Asterisk. I don't mean literally every man is terrible in the exact same way. I feel like we shouldn't have to say that, but maybe, I, I guess we do. Yeah. Like, Not I am a married like, woman who yeah. is going to give birth to a son. Like, do I really think that all men are terrible? No. I don't want to be the like, oh, but I have a lot of black friends yeah. about it. But like, there are straight white men in my life who I love and value and respect. Right. Yeah. Enough about it. Enough about it. But but I still ask why. I made my brother carry a sign that said, "Why are men in the first women's march?" That's awesome. Oh my god. But he is not straight, so I guess you know I expect more from him. (laughs) Anyway, enough about men. Let's talk about doing it. Who should? Who. I feel like there was a lot of, like, erotic sexual tension in this episode. There was. I'm, like, still riled up about why are men, but let me switch gears real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think uh, Rebecca and Damon. Yeah. I really liked the s'mores moment. There was some definite chemistry there. Um, I I think it's just as simple as that. I really love Rebecca, and I love the fact that she's just like, I haven't had sex in nine years. Gotta go get me some. Um, And I think that she's funny and really beautiful, and she should get hers. Yeah, she's kind of a Catherine sort of figure where Mm -hmm. she's often, like, acting against the protagonist, so she's technically a villain for the most part, but she has a lot of really admirable qualities. She's a strong female character who doesn't take bullshit. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't suffer fools and she stabs people and men in the stomach when they displease her, which (laughs) I certainly felt a desire to do a time or two in my life. (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) If we lived in Mystic Falls, I would be stabbing men all the time. Right. They need to get their shit together over there. stabbing is socially acceptable behavior in Mystic Falls. Yes, you could just stab anyone. In the real world, the equivalent would be, like, glaring at them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like your choice. They definitely had some chemistry. Totes. Uh, who do you think should have done it? I think that this is going to be a really weird one for me. Mm-hmm. Stefan and Elena. Oh, that is a weird one for you. All right, let's hear your reasons. I, get, I just felt like they had so much chemistry in this episode and that their back and forth was really charged and uh-huh. that they should have just had hate sex. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like, as long as he has to be there, like, she might as well get hers. I don't know. Pro- like, in the actual, like, reality of it, that would uh-huh. be a terrible idea. But I just felt like they had the most chemistry 
out of anybody in this episode. No, I think that's totally valid. I like struggle to see Elena as a sexual being most of the time. So yeah, she was she was feeling it this episode for sure. Yeah. And like she's really mad at him and he is a nihilist now apparently. Mm-hmm. But there was just I don't know, there was something between them. So I think this is probably the first and last time I might ever say <laughs> Stefan and Elena, like the main relationship of the show. Right. I feel like I may have picked Stefan and Elena back in season one. <laughs> I don't remember. Who knows? I was so young back then. Oh, yeah. So long ago. One whole school year. <laughs> uh, so I think we now need to say who we want to high five. Who do you think, Claire? Oh, I totally forgot we do this now. This is great. <laughs> Uh, I want to high five Rebecca. There you go. For the reasons we already talked about. I just think that she's compelling. Again, no pun intended. Whenever I say that, I have to say that. Uh, Yeah, she was just relatable in some ways and Mm -hmm. aspirational in others. Yeah. Relatable in her horniness, aspirational in her stabbing of (laughs) menness. Perfect. To make it clear. (laughs) What about you? Um, I will pick... I think I'm going to pick Caroline. Yeah. Um, Girl has been through so much and she continues to come out on top. All she wanted was a night out with her senior friends at the bonfire. And she ended up again having to take care of somebody. Um, And I just feel like she's going to need some high fives coming up. I don't know how this whole Tyler thing is going to shake out, but I don't have good feelings about it. So I just want to give her a high five for getting hers when when she still can and kind of keeping her head up. Yeah, like even when your boyfriend's acting like an asshole, you shouldn't let it stop you from getting some. No, absolutely. All right. Well, this was quite an episode, and uh, if you have things to say about it, especially some of our rants, feel free to hit us up, but we might publicly shame you if you not all met us. But before we get to our Mystic Follows, we would like to shout out a few people who have uh, gotten in touch with us in a positive way. Yes. Uh, So there was a a comment on our Instagram that uh, was a few weeks ago now, but we have neglected to mention it so far. Uh, Shelby Stroud-Ford had some very nice things to say and ended her comment with, who should have done it is definitely Beth and Claire. We (laughs) thought that was very sweet. Yes, that was really nice. And she gave us a God bless you. And it was awesome. Yes. Unfortunately, I know that you ship us, but it is not meant to be. No. But... We have done friendship. Yes, friendship for life. (laughs) So thank you, Shelby. We appreciate you. And we got a Twitter comment. Not a lot of Twitter action for us, probably because we don't tweet that much. But (laughs) Steph hit us up on Twitter and let us know that she has an Uncle John. Thanks, Steph. Don't we all? Oh, my God. Some of us have uncles, John. (laughs) Really taking us back to the classics of season one. We really appreciated the update on uncles, John. We do. We know they're out there. We still want to know, you guys, if any of you have two uncles named John, one uncle named John, eight uncles named John. It's We're doing a study. It's all in the realm of possibilities. (laughs) And then we had two new iTunes reviews this week. You guys oh my gosh, are making yay. us feel so good. I know. It's amazing. So uh, Gretchen had some really nice things to say to us. She does think that we're too hard on Jeremy. Uh, you're not the only one who thinks that. So I don't know if you have a point or not. I am biased. 
I, <laughs> so you go hard for Jeremy if you want. You can have him. Yes. We relinquish Jeremy to your control, Gretchen, but really appreciate the feedback on the podcast. Yes, thank you for listening and for tolerating us, even though we're mean to Jeremy. Yes. And then Vampire Junkie also left us a very nice review and had a question for us, which we wanted to address. I love this. So um, Vampire Junkie asked, would we rather be a witch, werewolf, or vampire? Which 100%. Yeah, me too. It was like not even a question. And I hadn't thought about it until the moment that Vampire Junkie brought it up. But I was just like, yes, I need to be a witch. I love their powers. And I love how it's more rooted in keeping things balanced and less about total destruction. Keeping things in check and like... Right. Keeping werewolves and vampires from fucking shit up a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. And of course there are some bad witches who fuck shit up, like whoever the witch was who helped Vicky this week. Oh yeah, will we ever meet her? No comment. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I think about like being a werewolf seems like having your period... But way worse. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. I didn't think about it like that, but that's amazing. It's like instead of bleeding from your vagina for a week, you turn into a monster and might accidentally like eat your mom. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with. So I guess if you could like control your werewolfness or if transforming didn't hurt, like it might be kind of fun to experience like being another species. Go but running it just through the world. Like a really good setup. No, their benefits are like what super strength. Yeah, that's like pretty they can much be it. Spider-Man. Yeah, like Uncle Mason. Oh, right, that's true. And then being a vampire, I just think it would be really gross to drink blood. Like Me immortality, too. you know, there are, you know benefits to living forever, I guess. But then you might get bored. Yeah, I just don't want to drink blood. It's not my beverage of choice. Too thick, too viscous. I, I will pass. It would taste good to you if you were a vampire. But I don't know, like, wounds gross me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i not drawn to the vampire for the same reasons you said. Blood is gross, and I don't want to live forever, and I don't want to go through the moral trial of deciding whether I want to turn my loved ones. Yeah, like, thinking about how much I like junk food and alcohol, I don't think I would be able to control myself to only drink animal blood. <laughs> right, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> That's hard. But if I was a witch, I could set shit on fire with my mind and give people a thousand aneurysms. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And you get to like say all the awesome spells and carry around a grimoire. I know it's a dead language, but it's still fun. You need it. Incendiar or whatever. (laughs) Incendiar. All right. So thank you, Vampire Junkie. That was a great question. Uh, If you want to tell us your thoughts or ask us any burning questions like that and have them answered on the air, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries. Hit us up on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. You can also find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And um, as always, we love um, any reviews or feedback, um, positive or negative. And, um, you know, despite the conversation that went down on our Facebook wall, I think it was a good opportunity for us to have a discussion. So, yeah, I am happy that that comment was made. If people are feeling that way, I want to have my say on it. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity, sir. Absolutely. And good luck. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, don't try to resurrect any of your dead relatives. I know it seems like a good idea at the time, but it's going to go badly. Just be lonely. It's fine. He's a rapper. Mozzarella.